Thank you for tuning in to yet another week of This Can't Be Life podcast. I am your host, Kay the Rebel. You can find me on only one social media platform, which is Instagram. The podcast page is TCBL Podcast. And my personal account is at Kay the Rebel if you would like to get to know me on a personal level. Questions, comments, inquiries, um, would like to do a collaboration, would like to be featured on the Black-Owned Business segment titled Black-Owned Everything, hit me up via email at thiscant, single letter B, L-Y-F-E, at gmail.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome aboard if you are new here. You could be listening to anyone or anything in the world, but you're choosing to tap into me and my platform, and I am so appreciative. I also want to take the time to show love and gratitude, the utmost gratitude, to my faithful listeners that do listen um, every week. If you haven't yet, please listen to last week's episode titled Sanctuaries, Babies, and Bad Timing. I think the greatest takeaway from that episode is the sanctuary piece and how I am manifesting not just for myself, but for all black women to be in relationships with men who can provide a safe place for them to be vulnerable and to be themselves at all times. And speaking of safe places, that is a great segue to introduce a new segment that I've been wanting to work towards. I recently made a short-term goal for podcasting, which is to have more males come on the show. I've been kind of holding it down all alone, Um, you know, became a solo podcaster a little bit over a year ago. Um, You know, I've been being vulnerable with my audience, living in my truth, being so real and so raw, and I'm kind of like a little bit tired of that. And I just think I need a break from that as um, it does um, get a little bit uncomfortable. Sometimes there's moments of embarrassment or shame, like, oh, damn, I really admitted all this on air. I really put it all out there. And then there is that small piece, not so much that I care about what people think, but it does put me under constant scrutiny and and judgment. And then there's a last part of it, um, which is people who feel like the material hits home or it's relatable, like, they never tell me. Like, they may be a like one or two people, three three at, at best, that will tell me. So it's just kind of like, damn, can somebody else come on the show and be vulnerable and be real? Because I know I'm not the only one that has these thoughts or feels this way or has these experiences. But, you know, hey, such is life. So, yes, this new segment will be me connecting with the black men and just trying to tap into their vulnerable moments giving them a safe place to gain clarity and to unapologetically express that they experience some or even a lot of the things that women do. The segment will include 13 areas of life um, to, to discuss and I have to give credit to Mac the therapist who is out of New York. He was featured on an episode which I can't remember the name of at the moment but on an episode of the So Shameless podcast which is definitely in my top five of podcasts to listen to. Um, and their hosts are Tahoe, Deja, and Trom. And they um, had him on the episode, and I just loved his perspective, not just on um, relationships, but just self-improvement and, and mental health and awareness in general. And so I started following him on Instagram, and recently he posted something which was a list of things he wanted to encourage black men to do more. And I was like, I wonder how many black men actually do these things, you know? 
How many black men have succeeded with these things? How many black men may have failed at these things? So please, please, please support me as I navigate on this journey of discovering something new about black men and also helping them maybe discover new about themselves. So yeah, let's do this. I'm still at regular, setter a cat from the street, thugging it, loving my life is men bleak, but I'm stuck with hugging that block, selling that D, grew up with nothing but killers and OGs, I'm the product of the ghetto till they bag me up, with a bell stash in case they snatch me up, I'm a soldier in this war and I resemble my pops, I ain't nothing like him, that's where this criminal stop, I provide for the fam, divide them grams, cook it, make flips, survival plans, being successful, I had intent but i went to that high school playing the bench we live off wick this life i switch up strips i was raised by the gun so i switch up clips getting my hustle on trying to switch up kicks i won't change being thug i won't switch up shit it's my life nigga. it is a pleasure to bring back a returning guest who was featured on the black owned business segment that i am doing black owned everything the ceo slash owner of passionate rebel clothing line passionate rebel llc passionate rebel foundation and um yeah What's up, Boston, Brockton, uh, Massachusetts? Uh, well, everybody um, across the world, everybody that's listening. Um, it's Elamine Juma, founder of Passionate Rebel. Uh, it's great to be back on this great platform with Kata Rebel. And uh, this can't be life podcast. How's everyone doing? Peace and blessings. You know, you ask how these people are doing as if they're going to respond at this very moment. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not clowning on you. I'm just saying. I mean, it's all about positive affirmations, you know, to, to those who, who can listen and who can hear and, and can't, uh, can't hear. You know, you still want to always wish positive affirmations to everyone, so, you know. I feel that. You can't, can't knock that at all. Um, and can you tell the audience um, where they can find you? Uh, you guys can find me at uh, PassionateRebel.net. You can also can find us on Instagram at PassionateRebel, P-A-S-S-I-O-N-A-T-E-R-E-B-E-L, Passionate Rebel. You also can find us at Passionate Rebel Foundation. Well, why don't you tell them where they can find you personally? Because this episode is more personal and not necessarily about your business. I mean, I'm allowing you to, like, you know promote your business still but yeah let them know where they can find you personally uh personally uh you can find me in, uh, in north new jersey i'm actually all over we're doing a lot of things for passionate rebels so um you know whenever i'm venturing out somewhere i'll always update my status on certain things so people can connect 
you know, whether it's online and offline. So, yeah. Alrighty. Well, I mean, I already had a discussion with you about what we were going to do today. You agreed to it. So, we're going to dive right into it, okay? Uh, yes, ma'am. Um, so, um, Mr. Passionate Rebel, how well are you at setting boundaries in your life? Ooh, um, I believe I, I, I do very well in the sense of uh, giving myself boundaries, you know, always making sure that I don't cross certain lines when I'm um, engaging in, you know, like, in any aspect of my life. But also setting boundaries with people. Um, I think that's important because you always want to um, be able to, to give certain limitations on things, uh, especially when it comes to, like, your, your, your personal space and, and your professional space. So I'm, I'm, I'm extremely... Uh, I think I'm, I'm, I'm extremely well in that sense. Um, I think boundaries are extremely needed. You know, it keeps you guided and also uh, allows you to keep, your, keep yourself, uh, I guess... Um, um, focus in a sense and now not allowing anyone or anything to take you out of your space so I'm, I'm very well at that. now when did you realize that setting boundaries were like was like Im- important or of some type of value in life because I know for me coming from a woman's perspective I really didn't know much about setting boundaries until I would say probably like a couple of years ago, maybe like three to four years ago. Before that, I was kind of ignorant to that. So, like, you know, for a man, like, who who taught you or, or yeah, or what was, like, your introduction to, like, setting boundaries in your life? Um, well, I want to say, for like, uh, for, like, certain relationships that I had, uh, you know, growing up, it was always, you know, it was always certain limits that you never wanted to be pushed past or allow um, certain things to be done to you and everything. So it was like, you know, um, you know, as a, as a young kid growing up and engaging in certain relationships, um, you know, you always want to be able to have you respect who you are, mm. Mm. you know, like, you know, not allowing yourself to, uh, to lose sense of who you are. And, and honestly, it's common for a lot of us to lose sense of who we are at times. So that's what you um, you kind of learn from. So I learned that at, at, a, at a young age, uh, you know, in relationships. Now, depending on the relationship and what it is, so that's when you can kind of uh, decipher between, like, what's a, uh, like, what type of boundary should be established. You know, so I'm guessing as we go further in the interview, like, I guess I could kind of touch on different um, aspects of relationships. Okay. Do you feel comfortable expressing your feelings and needs as a man? Uh, Yeah, you have to, you have to be able to do that. You can't, you can't engage in anything without being able to convey a feeling. Like, I, I think as I don't know, society, growing up in society and in, in, in our community is kind of like, uh, I don't want to say taught people, but kind of has forced men to seem like they got to be so shielded and guarded and not allow themselves to just, you know, express how they feel and they got to be so hard at times. But, you know, you got to, certain things that <clears throat> that you experience that make you soften up. So, you know, like, even like the similarity of like rock, you know, like even water can penetrate through that. 
mm. you know, and like, and, and a man is that has always been taught to be the one that's, you know, that, that leads, can show the, the burden of a lot of things, but in a sense has also prevented him from, you know, professing how he feels about life, about things and things that's done to him, so... I mean, it's easy for me. You can't, <clears throat> you can't get through life without saying what you need. Even in terms of, of being in a relationship with a woman, you have to, like, you know, your uh, your feelings and your emotion for a woman should be able to, you know, soften, you know, soften your shell and allow you to convey certain things. So, you know, if you're hurt, if you're hurt, you you want to say that you're hurt and something has affected you, you mm. know. And, it's, and that kind of like um, has like like um, triggered down to like young young kids, young boys who are afraid to say that they feel a certain way about things, and you know they're labeled as punks or soft because you know they have emotion. You know we're all we're all creatures. We're all creatures of God, and you know that's what has been instilled in us: emotion. So you can always express how you should always express how you feel. So that's my opinion. Do you find yourself being more, like, expressive with your feelings in certain situations as opposed to others? Like, well, I guess the question I should be asking you is, like, in what times do you not feel comfortable, I guess, expressing your feelings and needs? I know for me as a woman, I am a little bit hesitant, definitely, in... A romantic relationship um, everybody always says that's like a trauma response which you know I, I think that could definitely be true um, depending on what what day it is and um, I think in a professional sense as well like what podcasting I'm hesitated about hesitant about my feelings or needs or maybe things I want to do and just kind of get a little choked up to say hey you know this is what I may need to maybe take me to the next level or I wonder if I could network with these people or something like that. Like those are my areas that I know I struggle with. So as a man, yeah, what, what are your areas you struggle with communicating? Or maybe you might be all cool and suave and you don't have any struggles. I don't know. Um, I don't want to say I don't have any struggles, but I will say that from like, um, let's just say from like, um, like the, at the beginning when I started Passionate Rebel, you know, like, with networking, you know, you always have to reach out to people, but it's like, you know, reaching out to people, some people, I don't want to say are hesitant, but people just feel as though, like, they can't lend a, a helping hand, or they don't have the time to do it. So, like, a lot of times when I used to reach out to, like, even um, certain platforms, certain media platforms, like, you know, like, they'll respond, like, yeah, we can't do it because, you know, we, um, they basically are following up on, you know, probably like a bigger story or something like that or whatever, or reaching out to like a um, another entrepreneur who who probably got to a certain platform that you're looking to get to, and you know, you ask them like, oh, so who, who did you connect with? Nah, you know, they they reached out to me, so you know, like the, like one of those avenues. I see. Yeah, so it just it, it kind of prompted me to be like, you know what, just just continue to keep working, and, right. And, you know, you don't, don't, don't ask for anything. Like, you know, I can ask for something, like I'll ask for something, but it has to be something, like it's something that's within my control. Mm, you know, okay. like, like, you know, it's like, 
So I don't feel like I'm begging somebody, you know, to help me with something, you know. And, and um, and a lot of times, you know, I don't, I don't feel like, you know, like I can't say, um, you know, how I'm feeling about something. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's like it can be a range of things. Like even going back to like the whole being an entrepreneur is like, if I feel like I need funding or something like that or whatever, you know, I, you know, I, I do, I can admit that, like, you know, I do need funding for this. You know, how can I go about looking for it to where, you know, it doesn't seem like I'm begging somebody for something. Okay. So, yeah, but I I think I'm in in a relationship. I've learned, I've grown in the aspect of where I'm able to convey things now. So, like, if you would have interviewed me back when I was, like, 23, 24, then, yeah, I probably would have felt like that because I was always someone who didn't like engaging in like negative talk so I would try to avoid it you know but it's like now um, if I experience something negative with a person then it's like you have to engage in it like you can't let it linger you know you just can't leave it there just to, just to sit because eventually it's gonna like double back and it's like it's gonna bother you or it's gonna continue to escalate into something greater so you want to identify with something like when it's when it's current, you know. So like that's like I said, like if you would have called me like probably like ten years ago, ten, <laughs> 12 years ago, and asked me that question, they were like, yo, you know, I cannot, I cannot converse with a woman that I'm in a relationship with about like yo the things that we're beefing about. Gotcha. You know? But but now now I'm able to even like. No matter what the result is, I'm still able to, like, you know, talk about it. Okay. Do you think you do a good job when it comes to recognizing your emotions? And I'm assuming what this question means um, is more like, okay, I know probably, like, triggers, I would say. Like, you know, obviously, like, okay, this is something that's probably going to make me angry. This is something that probably might bring around anxiety. This is something that probably makes me frustrated or nervous. Like, are you, are you, would say you're, are you in tune with your emotions that much to know, like, okay, you can foresee them coming before they actually show up? Uh, I'll definitely say I can. Um, I'm not saying, I'm not saying like I'm psychic or something or anything of that sort, but you, you can kind of, um, God, I'll say this, God will provide you something for you to, like, recognize certain things. It's always a sign of something, mm-hmm. you know, okay. especially, like, especially, like, when you're trying to, when you're trying to, um, when you're trying to protect certain things, like, within yourself, like, protect your, your peace. So, like, for example, if it's somebody that you're attracted to and you kind of follow, like, their, uh, follow like their engagements and i'm saying like if you're able to like they put out there like who they are as a person like yeah mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm this turn up person like y'all I don't argue with people and all this stuff whatever like yo i get what i want then i'm gone and i'll leave you alone and all this <laughs> like right. you like like you you follow like a pattern of things that they do well even that even that is a man recognizing his emotions in that moment because he's acknowledging that so and again in that moment he's acknowledging that he's obviously emotionally unavailable detached 
um, maybe even fearful because you're scared of something if you're trying to dodge it or run away from it, obviously. Um, you know, so I guess that that is that could be a form of recognizing your emotions. And, I'm, and this is everything we're talking about today is from a man's perspective. Mind you. So, yeah, I, I, I that could be recognizing your emotions. And then also, it's like, it could be like other examples of it where you recognize certain things that you probably don't want to deal with or like tolerate. Mm-hmm. So, say for like, so say for example, as a man, when it comes to, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, my woman, I don't really want other men having access to her like that. And what I mean is, well, is about like, you know, where, let's say for example, like I, I always said that I was someone that, that may not be able to deal with someone who's a stripper, like who strips. Okay. And it's like, you know, that type of access that men have to her. And of course, it's a job, it's a role that she has to facilitate because that may not that may not even be her at the end of the day. Once she leaves there, she she's a, the, this sweet, hustling, beautiful, ambitious person like that you all that you that you want. But it's the fact that she's in that she's in a certain job that kind of makes you uncomfortable. So, what would be that emotion you would have to recognize at that time? Let's just say if you were put in that in that type of scenario. So, if you had to envision her doing her job, engaging mm-hmm. with these customers, how what is that emotion that you would recognize? Yeah, it's like I'm not saying I was like insecurity or anything like that or whatever but it's just a fact of like you know you're i'm in a state of like being overprotective uh, you know gotcha. like i don't i don't i don't want i don't want men disrespecting her and things like that or whatever or or even out in public and things like that or whatever like you know because some people some people can't separate this job from her from from a person who she really is you know, type thing, whatever. So that would, so that 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 would kind of make me a little bit, you know, on the edge of like with certain things, because I know how I know as a man of like when I used to go to the strip club and things like that or whatever. And I used to look at this is like, she's beautiful, and I'm I'm dancing with her. You know, I'm trying to push up on her, right? And like that or whatever. So I already know how men think when they're in the strip club and things like that or whatever. So you know, it's like, and, this, and I'm not saying I would be like, I would be like, um, like old boy from um, from Players Club, you know, <laughs> Diamond, and got with her and was, like, mad that she kept dancing and stuff like that because you knew who she, you knew what she did right. before you got with her. Right. You know, so that's, so that's, so that's something that I would be content with that, that part because I know, I knew what she did and, and, and does before I actually got into a relationship with her. Gotcha. It's like actually being in a relationship and, you know, you have to deal with the things that, that comes with that. So you got to, you know, you got to be prepared to, to deal with that. Like, you know, you you go see her dancing one night and you see a guy like she's grinding on a guy and all this stuff, whatever. And he pouring like, you know, you got to like, you got to be prepared for that. Like, you can't go in there like, yo, like, what the, like, what the hell is she gotcha. doing? Like, you know, so like, that's like, that's my thing. So it's just like. You don't you don't want to put yourself in just in in certain um, certain positions that you know a hundred percent that you can't deal with truly. So gotcha. it it can go from that aspect to dealing with someone who has kids, you know, like who has multiple kids or who has not just multiple kids but like multiple um uh mothers or fathers for their children, you know. So. Gotcha. 
Like it could be like you may be content with dealing just dealing with one, but uh, with one kid, but you may not be somebody that wants to deal with three, three or four kids, or you don't want to deal with somebody who has you know multiple people for their for their children and things okay. like. That. Like, you know, like if it's something that's gonna make you like, oh, you know, this this ain't for me, then don't put yourself in that position. Okay, so you're so basically that's how you'll recognize your emotions is just by analyzing a situation mm-hmm. and knowing what it could possibly bring out of you or make you feel. Yeah. So you're you're already gonna be like premeditated with that, like I, right, I'm not yes. gonna do it. Got it, got it. That's the, but you know something that is you again going back to the first thing that we talked about area about boundaries. So I get it. Okay, so not to cut you up, but that and it and it goes for anything. So it's not, I don't want people to just think because I'm using notes in it, but it, it goes it goes for anything, you know. You just, well, thank you for providing clarity because I'm telling you, this little one hour and maybe fifteen minute episode, people be swearing and know your whole entire life just by one little thing you said. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, period, 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 period. My significant other may hear this, or like another woman may hear this, but like your hold up. So basically, right, exactly, like, exactly. Like, uh, yeah, I don't want yeah, to yeah. Do. So thank you, I, I understand. So um, here's a, a fifth area of life we can tap into from a male's perspective. Um, we all have our own definition of success, and thus far in your journey in life, list some of your wins. I don't care like how big or small they are. Yeah, tell me some of the times where you felt like, yeah, this was a win for me. Past or present? Big or small? Um, let me see. If, we, if we're talking about... Um, I'm, I want to see what I want to start with. Uh, prof- i start with professional. Of course, okay. professional. Like, um, truly establishing myself as an entrepreneur was a is a... Is a maybe one of the greatest ones ever for me because it, it, it brought me a true sense of who I am and how I want to conduct myself and where I want to go in life and, you know, how I how I engage with people. So it um, taught me the importance of, of truly being yourself and recognizing the things that you want and how you want to operate. And also it, it, allows, it allowed me to, um, to be more productive and more positive. Mm. You know, even when it comes to, even when it comes to uh, certain letdowns or certain doors that weren't open, you know, it, it kind of uh, helps navigate to a different path or a different, um, different direction to get through that same door that I was trying to get to. You know. Okay. So. Before you tell me some of your additional wins in life. Do you celebrate yourself when you have a win? And when I mean celebrate yourself, I mean like more of an internal thing. Not about, oh, hey, I just landed this great deal or collaboration, you know, with Passionate Rebels. So, yeah, let's go to the club and, you know, I'm going to just buy out VIP. We're going to have bottles. I'm talking about, like, what do you do to 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 celebrate yourself internally um, when you've accomplished something? Do you congratulate yourself? Yeah, I do. Um, I don't think I ever went to the club and bought bottles. Not saying, <laughs> but I don't think I. I, don't, I never, I never did that. I don't like. I don't. 
I've been to the club with people who have like brought bottles and stuff like that, whatever. I haven't. I've never been truly thrilled. About, honestly, I'm gonna be like, yo, my perception of going to the club now, I'd be so aggravated <laughs> because for one, I know I'm gonna just go to go there and just stand around. So it's like I really try not to go now. Probably like a few years ago, I was probably with a busted a two step and all that stuff. Right. It depends on but um. Truly celebrate myself now. Um, I do. I, I congratulate myself. I, I always say I'm more. I'm more so about my team and about like family and stuff like that. So every time I, I get a win, I always say to myself, "Like, yo, this is a step closer to getting us all through the door." So like, like That's what's beautiful. The, yeah. So it's like I don't. I don't never be like, damn. Like, all right, I'm. On, I'm on my way up. Like, I always think about like uh, what's the, cause I'm all I'm all I'm always tied into longevity, so I always be like, yo, like with this door being open, this win, like what's the next step, like to get us all through there. But you know, I do I do um, congratulate myself. I take some time out. I may go out of town and you know check into like a hotel and relax. You know, kick my feet up. Um, okay. May try to uh, give my nieces and my nephew and hang out with them. Take them. You know, try to. Not splurge on them, but you know, do some of the things they like to enjoy. Uh, of course, do like different items with like my family. Okay. And all that, but um. All right. So, next, how often do you say "I love you" to those you love? Oh wait, not to not to pause on this question. I think it was um something else. Um. What that about a win? Yeah, I know that was like the professional aspect. Um. Relationship wise, okay. Um, I want to say, I don't count, I don't, I'm not gonna say like, like breakups and stuff are like certain wins and stuff like that, but they do teach you a lot about yourself so they can kind of um create opportunity for growth. Mm. You know, so, I, um, I say that it was like, like a few, a few separations from certain things, not everything. Not everything. Okay. But, um, you know, certain things that you kind of get away from that kind of uh, allows you to back on it and be like, yo, you know what? Dang. I did go through that for a certain reason. And, like, because of that, I was able to realize, you know, I did certain, I did this wrong. Okay. I could have went about it the right way with this. Gotcha. And now, like, when it comes to the future... I won't. I won't do that again. So, would you consider your lesson a less a uh, uh, a learned lesson in life a win? Yeah, it's always okay. a win. I like that. If okay. you if you, if you don't view it like that, you gonna feel like you um like you still at a certain point, or okay. it's like you know. But that's but that's if you view life like that. Like if like you have a lot of people who just view certain things as a failed attempt as just a failed attempt and it's like nothing yes you know what that's called an all or nothing mindset I know it all too well hmm. you know what you just told me something okay yeah well, yeah, that, mm-hmm. yeah all or nothing mindset like yeah cause it's like every like you you invest so much into something and you 100% believe like the gain from it should be like that advancement that you were looking for. So it was like, and it goes to anything, it go with a job. Like, you work your tail off for like five, six years, and you expect, like, yo, I need, I'm supposed to be getting this promotion. 
and all this stuff. I was supposed to be like the next president of this company or whatever. Like I did everything for this, but he come in and be like, well, you know, what? we're gonna we're gonna promote this person or you know this person. And so you be like, hey, yo. yeah, hey yo, I don't cut people off on my platform, but hey yo, my man's my man's. You deflecting right now. We need to get to this next question. You trying to play? You trying to play? How often do you say I love you to those you love? I say it often. I would say it in I say it in text message. Um, okay. Always, do you? Nah, find, how often do you say it verbally? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is I say it in text message because I'll be on the move of doing like a Got lot of different. You. So I always just send a reminder, but uh, I say it verbally a lot. You know, I say it. Not only to like my uh, my brothers or like my family, I say it to my friends. I always tell them I love them. You know, it's, life is definitely short, and I mean it's, it's more of that too because like a lot of people don't feel that. You know, so you gotta, you know, I always say like you know, love is love, or you know, like I definitely like, I love what you're doing. I love you. You know, you know, you're a true king, queen. You know, creative, whatever. Like whatever, whatever, whatever the the gesture needs to be. So like, you want to just tell them that you love them, and also combine that with some words of encouragement as well. Gotcha. Yeah, like I told my cousin um, yesterday, I loved her. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> like yo, yeah, I'm always sending that love, man. You know, I, I love you for you know allowing me to be up here, and, you know, and chill and kick it with you. But I love you as a person, the things that you do. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. So, do people tell you that they love you often? You know what's so crazy? They actually do. I think not. I can't even say that, but to that extent, people so, do. So, as a man, how does that make you feel? It makes me feel good because it, it it lets me know that I'm doing something right, and plus, it's genuine too. It's like it's not even these people like mind you. I'm not a I'm not a millionaire or anything or whatever. So like they're not doing it to gain something from me. Gotcha. You know so yeah like they they're doing it because it's, it's, it's genuine. You know I had a teacher like an old like this one of my mentors well, a person that was bringing me in to speak to uh, a program like for years and she, she told me like she told me she loved me and missed me like yesterday. Like, and I, I really, I really appreciate that because it shows like that she appreciates what I've done and what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. So it's okay. not, it's not mom boggling or anything. So yeah. All right. So do you think? Well, what do you think black men can do to protect fellow black women? And I'm only, I mean, this was part of. Um, the therapist, Mac, the therapist who inspired me to even do this segment anyways. But he was, out of the 13 things he said he felt black men should do more, he said protect, you know, their fellow black women. So, um, yeah, what do you think that you as a man can do to kind of add to that? Um, well, what we can do, um, for one, to, pro- to protect them is, is value them. Mm. And what I, I what I mean by it is like because not everybody, not every woman, um, conducts themselves in the same fashion. So you know, it's, it's all right not to call a woman a, a bitch. Like it's like it's all right not to do that. Like you know, like the same way we don't want to be labeled as niggas. You know, and I know 
I know we had, I know we always had a, the conversation like, nah, like we, like that's how we refer to each other, like, right. like bitch, bitch, oh, like yo, that's my nigga, like I know how we do it, and it could be curved in a sense, like nah, we shouldn't do it like this, is like how we engage with, like if you, if we get into an argument, I'm like yo, 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 bitch, like why you, like you know, like you know, how right? Everybody... I get what you're saying. Meaning that the the term in general just shouldn't be used if you're going to demean or, or violate the, yeah. the, the woman. I get it. I get what you're saying. But it's like, uh, even outside of that, like, you know, give, like, give, give more props where, where props are doing. And I know everybody, I know we all are not going to see eye to eye. I know everybody have a dis- has a different relationship with each other. You can't help how two people who have kids with each other, how they dislike each other now. And all this stuff, whatever, based off their experience and stuff, but um, it's just important to recognize each other in the sense of like what we've done, right? You know, like as 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 a community and individually, like no matter what you're going through with your child's mother, your child's father, and things like that, or whatever, depending on how present they are and what they do, like give recognition to it, like you right. know, let's let, let's stop being. Um, malicious to, to towards one another. Let's stop being miserly towards one another and things like that or whatever. Like give support. Not even financial support. Like just, you know, like like back each other. You know, as as much as we can. Let's find ways to do it. You know, like um that's a that's that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Like just put more respect to each other. You know, we got these young young women and young men looking at us now. Like these young kids that's growing up, like you know, they carrying the same. Fact. I never had a conversation with a high schooler that's, you know, he was going, he's going to college, and I was like, I asked him, you know, what you like, what are you looking forward to? And he's like, you know, the, yo, 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 the bitches. I'm like, yo, I'm like, why they gotta be labeled as these? Though? Like, what is? See, like- that's awesome because you're taking not. You did like two things in one, right there. You corrected wrong behavior and i think that again this is about men today my perspective is not really supposed to be a part of the segment but what i can witness is that a lot of i won't say a lot some black men will sit there and watch something like that happen and will not speak on it at all and that to me is the part that is not good turning the cheek when you do see your fellow black brother violating the black woman. Like, so you in that moment told that young king, nah, that's not, that's not cool. Like, that's not what you should be saying. But then you are also doing your part as what Matt the therapist said, just protecting the fellow black woman. It, it doesn't even mean that you have to protect her because, oh, she's being violated in the middle of the street or something. It's just as simple as something as that. You know, you're you're trying to be a part of the solution and not the problem. I mean, it's just understanding that it's more than one fold to a piece of paper. So, oh, oh, oh okay. No, I mean, <laughs> Try to have your own little sayings on here, okay? No, nah, because when I say that, it's like, you know, in that sense of, like, you know, saying like, yo, you know, I want to go somewhere because it's, cause it's, cause it's is B-I-T-C-H is out there. It's like, you gotta think about it too. Like, whatever another dude is referring to your sister that's out there that's a right. or mother that's right. out there like, you know, because, you know, as a, as a dude, when we hear that, somebody disrespect our mother or sister or right. girl, 
Oh, like we ready to fight, like we ready to kill. Right. But, like, you know, we we use the same dialogue and all that when it comes to other people. But in, in the same sense for one of just respected men and you know, not referring to them as you know, as as niggas in certain cases and you know, and um not valuing them to a certain extent or whatever, like because they don't have things. So it's a it's a play on each other. So, you know. Okay. Do you stand up for yourself when you need to? Heck yeah. I gotta yeah, I stand on I stand on everything that I do. I stand on my name, I stand on my brand, I stand on who I am. Ooh, okay. Like, now, it's not like to be like you know cocky or anything, but it's just you know you you gotta protect you know who you are like your reputation, your reputation is all you have, and all that stuff. Whatever. My father used to always say to me like, "Yeah, you standing on our last name, so you don't want to turn want nothing tarnished." You, you got to be like Marlo Stanfield in the Wire. My name is my I mean, name. You ain't, <laughs> I mean, ain't gotta be that. You ain't gotta be that ruthless. <laughs> They gotta stand like I want y'all on them corners. My no, name is my name. Word ain't get back to no, me. No, 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 no. I, I have to, I have to laugh about that scene. He said my name. He said my name. He was just, talk, he was just talking. Was it? No, he said my, my name. name. That's why. That's why. He, like, like Chris, like Chris didn't understand. Right, um, he didn't. Right. Like what Carlo was basically saying and everything or whatever. Like you know his, like his name and his name. If, 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 plus, he knew that everybody, everybody respected Omar. Right. In, in the, like in that neighborhood and everything, like everybody feared him. So whatever Omar said, people would have went according to. Right. I mean, like they they talked about Omar even after he was dead. Nobody ever even talked about um, Marlo like that. Right. Like that's what it was. So it was like it's not even like out of out of like trying to keep your name to be feared and things like that. But it's like when you develop a certain reputation for yourself, right. and it's like um, and people try to you know uh, you know not value it and like you know degrade it and things like that. Correct. Like you got to speak about certain things. That's that's what I kind of get. I I kind of always say like. When I hear certain celebrities or certain people speak about certain things, like to the media, to the public, I'll be like, yo, why does they gotta, you ain't gotta say all that, honestly. Like, it don't really matter. Like, but then I, I get it in a sense, I'm like, because it's his name. Yeah, it's that's your name. Their name. You know? Okay. When was the last time you've done something outside of your comfort zone, and how did it make you feel? Last time I did something out of out of my comfort zone. Out of my comfort zone. Um trying to think. Um I don't wanna say becoming an author, like writing a book. That's within the comfort zone, but it was more so like trying to tap into like another another lane, another lane to be recognized. Mm. So okay. like, um it's different because being an author is like, you know, you, and what I had published was trying to get to like certain, um, different, um, different dynamic. I want to say like, not, well, different like ethnic backgrounds and things like that to, for it to be relatable, like to, for, to different races. So like, that's what it was. It was like, you know, tapping into that, 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 that part of myself, because like now I'm like, um, trying to connect different rates together. Okay. You know, 
is is a major battle to do that. And it's like you know, I don't know how I'm gonna be. Um, I don't know how um, appealing it may be to like people outside of like the African American race. Got you. You know, so, like that's um, something that was a little bit different for me. Okay. So there's room for all of us to improve. List three things that you're currently doing or maybe would like to do in efforts to improve yourself. Um, efforts to improve myself, like three things. Um, uh, be a lot more engaged in the community. Mm. So like trying to help people more. Okay. I think that's that's the biggest part of having um that and that in the second one having like a uh, a bigger even bigger heart, Ooh. you know, with certain things and caring and recognizing certain things and also um uh allowing. I don't something. even think I don't mean to cut you off, but that is so dope because I've never thought about that. Like, I will say. You know, I think a lot of people say it, males and females. Like, I have a big heart, but I've never heard anyone affirm that they wish they had a bigger one. Most people are usually trying to penalize themselves for having one because they feel like it makes them vulnerable to, you know, shysty people or, you know, energy robbers and stuff like that. And I'm just like... Wow, that that's amazing. Wow, you just shocked me like in this very moment. A bigger heart. So to just do more, you know, for the for the community, help people more and then have a bigger heart. Wow. No, I, 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 it's easy for me to say that because like again, I I'm I'm great at setting boundaries. So and it's like, you know, I don't allow a lot of people into my space things like that. So it's like I'm I'm able to just to decipher between certain things. Like I, like I'm still in a sense I'm still guarded, but I'm still vulnerable as well. And I think mm. I can like, and I say a bigger heart because it's so many things that's going on in the world, and I know you can't solve every problem, but it's like you just want to be able to help, you know people and things like that. It's like even if I get to the point that I'm trying to get to, there's another person coming after me that wants to get to that same that wants to learn, you know, then also it's like a lot of losses. Like I just, I feel like, you know, we, we lose many people. Even me, I lost so many people that like are great people and are in search of themselves and want to do certain things. So and I just want to, you know, I, I want to avoid them being lost. Like, and I mean like physically, like them being lost because, you know, they, they feel like they haven't achieved something or, it's certain that wants to be done. So it's like, so like, for example, like, you know, everybody knows, uh, a lot of people know that I work in certain schools and stuff. Like the other day, um, one of my students, one of my students was killed, you know, so, and I'm just, I'm just seeing like, you know, of his mom and stuff like that or whatever. And it just hurt to, to see something like that on someone who's lost, like a, mo- a mother who's lost a child. And things like that, you know, so a senseless act of violence and everything, and you know, and just uh, and I just wish it's like you know, I, w- I wish I could help her and things like that. Whatever, but there's nothing, nothing that I could possibly do to f- that void that she right. just. Lost. 
you know, but, you know, I just wish it was something like that I, that I was able to do or something like, you know, just hating her or something, but that's what I mean, like a bigger heart. It's just like caring, like, yo, to be able to and like, so yo. basically empathizing more. Yeah, like. Being, being more aware of other people. Of other people's situations and things yeah. like that. Because you can honestly be in the same situation. You know, so. I got you. Oh, thank you. What are your feelings about mental health and, and going to, to therapy? Uh, mental health, uh, I believe, is a big thing, a real big thing in this world. And we need to be more conscious of it because it's something that starts at a younger age. So we need to be a lot more aware of it and how important it is to, to make mention of it and be aware of people that battle it. Like, it's not... Like, it's not some shit that, that's, that should be played with. Like, I think therapy is good. I mean... Have you ever gone? I haven't, I haven't gone to actual therapy to talk about my feelings with someone, but I have um, ex- um, opened myself up to, like, therapeutic measures. Like, to, to give myself certain outlets, you know? So, like, when I'm stressed about something or think about something that's, that bothers me, like, I'll go and do, like, a... Um, I go to like a sipping paint, but I don't sip. But I'll paint like you know certain. Like okay. it just allows me to get frustrated out, or I'll go work out, or well, I'll put things down on paper of like to where if I if something is bothering bothering me, I want to channel it into like something creative that I can do. Okay. You know? So that's yeah. So so you basically transform your stresses into creativity. Uh, yes, ma'am. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't mean to say ma'am. I know a lot of people. No, know. it's it's all good. I, I said it to this lady one time. She got so upset. She was like, first off, <laughs> I'm, 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 oh. I'm like, okay, sis. Okay, sis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we all make mistakes. Do you forgive yourself for mistakes you've made as a man? Because I know women, like, when we've done something wrong or made some type of error, like, for instance, I would say especially, I think, like, regarding especially, like, our relationships or maybe we chose the wrong person to have a kid with or we stayed with somebody for too long and we should have left a long time of life. We will beat ourselves up for that for so long. And I'm not just speaking... On, on behalf of the women, I've I've witnessed it, so I know that it, that it happens. I've done it before. So from for a man, yeah, how was how was it for you to forgive yourself for your mistakes? Oh, it's not easy. Mm. Uh, it's not easy. I think things things that you put your heart into care about. I don't think it ever be easy for you to get past it that quick. Okay, so you think just. Overall, it takes time. Yeah, it takes time. Like, I, I reflect on a lot of decisions that I made. And like I said, um, I think that's why I said I view it as, as a win for me in a sense because it allowed me to see things that I did wrong. Mm. And I, I should have went about them a lot, a lot better, you know, because a lot of the things that I did or a lot of decisions that I made, it didn't just involve myself and involve, like, other people, mm. you know? So I, I wish I would have went about 
things differently at certain points in my life, man. You know, and I know everybody isn't meant to remain in your life. Like, that's a good, that's a known factor. Okay. Every, but, you know, and I also think about it more because even, like, um, years later, certain people have resurfaced, like, you know, and you're like, whether it's a relationship or just, like, no, not even, like, a, uh, it could be a platonic relationship that you had, you know, it could be, like, a, a relationship that you have with a, that you have with a woman or a relationship that you have with your family. Like, you know, certain people that you haven't spoken to in a long time. And it's not like, and I never, I didn't have many fallouts with people. I didn't have, like, yeah, I don't want people to think that. Like, you know, I, had, I just had a long list of fallouts. Like, no, nah, you know, but I do know it's just something that I could have worn about a lot better. Okay. Do you struggle with admitting when you're wrong? As a man? Please. Say that one more time. The so do, you, do you struggle with admitting when you're wrong as a man? Um, not now, no. Back then, growing up, yeah. I probably, like, if I was in a relationship with a girl, she'd be like, yo, first of all, like, you lied about X, Y, and Z. And I was like, first off, like, okay. I mean, <laughs> everybody, everybody lies. And all that stuff, whatever. Like, I'm, I'm supposed to lie. Well, I only lie because, of, like, you know, I was more bent on making excuses. So, like, now, like, yeah, I, 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 I can admit to a lot of those things. Like, yo, if I, if I, if I, if I upset my significant other, and I know she's upset, I apologize. Like, you know, I'm sorry. But you know, sorry ain't always cut it. So it's like, you know, the best. Um, what, what Nip say? Um. Human human behavior mm-hmm. is, is is best um best form of communication to change human behavior. I think. Correct. Uh, if I miss if I miss it, you know, I definitely you know, charge it charge it charge it to my mind, not my heart. And how often do you show accountability? Oh uh, man, every day. So you I hold gotta, yourself accountable every day. Yeah, I got to. I can't put nothing. I can't put the onus on nobody else, especially in my line of um, my line, my uh, in my profession of everything that I'm doing. Like I gotta, I gotta be, I gotta be accountable. Like I can't okay. never, like yo, this happened, this happened because of you. Like I can't say that. Like you know, the onus is on. Like the responsibility is mine to make sure that it's anything that I'm trying to be done. Okay. So. Um. And this is our final, final um, thing here where, you know, Mac the therapist says this is his 13th thing that he wants to see black men do more, which is to be their authentic self. And would you say in this very moment that you're living as your true authentic self? Yeah, this very moment. I think I've been I think I've been doing that all my life, honestly. But I just think um, right now, um, because I'm a lot older and I, it could be displayed more. So yeah, it's like at this point, at this point, if you don't want to give recognition to who you are. You haven't. You're not gonna truly be successful, or you're not gonna be able to have a um, a positive or a successful run at anything and that can be wise 
Like, if you're in a relationship with somebody and you don't want to recognize who you are or be who you are because of certain things and your significant other can't be able to recognize certain things about you or love things about you, then, you know, your, your relationship is going to fail. Um, if you're running a business and you don't want to identify with the true things that you want to do and you want to, you're only going to do something to face monetary gain or try to get certain then you're not going to be successful. You know, so, it's, um, yeah, this, this, true moment, this true moment, you get every 100% of me. Like, nothing is fabricated, you know. So, yeah. Well, I thank you so much as this came came to an end, and I really just wanted to stick to those, 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 thir- those 13 things. Um, I appreciate you for allowing this to be a safe place for you to be vulnerable, for you to share um, what it's like for you as a man, um, what could what you struggle with, what you succeeded with, what you, you know, failed with or whatever. And um, I definitely think there was a lot of takeaways um, in this episode, not just for a woman that's trying to maybe tap into a man in his vulnerable moments or, or, or what he thinks. Um, but also even for another man to listen. You could have, you could definitely have given some insight on maybe how he can do something more or maybe something another man was afraid to admit to and maybe you released and let that out on this episode. You know, you just, you don't know how you can impact anybody, you know? You really don't know. I mean... Only time will tell. Like your words, your words can go very far. So. Okay. Well. Um. Till next time, Mister Passionate Rebel. I wish you nothing but peace, prosperity, and continued oh, success. Others are gonna say like the soul train thing. That's what. No, saying. I I definitely wasn't gonna say that. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 but no, I thank you, um, Kata Rebel, uh, thank you, This Can't Be Life Podcast, for just allowing myself and hopefully others that listen to this and want to come on and discuss certain experiences and outlooks that they, um, that they, that they're blessed to, and, um, you know, positive affirmations, and, you know, allow your success to continue to guide you. Okay, and we are out.